future now My house makes me breakfast But I don't know how I live in a future town Where the same old local politics Are getting me down Everything's nice and clean and stainless In school they teach the kids that adolescence is painless There's a drug for every symptom and two if you're nice And we're so diverse we're all alike as laboratory mice We live in the future now, the future now I love you, I hate you, I love myself, I hate myself Everything is fine, everything sucks The roller coaster of life is hard enough to ride under normal circumstances How's your mental health? Welcome to Generation XYZ. I'm Jim, here with Michelle. Hi, I'm Michelle. As your Gen X voices with Deb. Hello. Your Gen Y voice and representing our Gen Z young adult voice today is Ayana. Hello, everyone. We are not here to argue, change minds, or solve the world's problems. We just want to bring you perspectives from three generations as we all try to navigate the world we live in. So, we all know that 2020 has been... A cluster of a year from oh, COVID's just the tip of the iceberg. Everything yes. else. The election. Exactly. We have Social justice. Everything. Yeah. And, it, yes. and it is literally, it puts a strain on everybody. And when it comes to mental health, we all have to take care of ourselves. And with all the stresses and the pressures of 2020 so far, how is everybody handling it? How y'all doing? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> hanging in there. Is that good or bad? Or is it just treading water? I think it depends. It, it can differ from day to day. Um, I think having a support system and staying busy helps a lot, at least from my perspective. Right. Me. I'm keeping myself distracted often, and I'm using nature to do that. Uh, I will say this the last you know few months, especially when the weather's been nice, I have definitely been taking care of to get outside and get in nature a bit. And it's helped because uh, I am an outgoing person. And during this pandemic, being, you know, isolated and not being in my office, not being able to get out and into the world and doing the normal things I do, uh, I'm in my head a little bit more. So I can definitely see if it takes a toll on me, who I consider to be, you know, mentally healthy, it must take a big, big toll on those people who do struggle with mental health. Sure. I definitely agree with both of you guys. Um, well, if you ask me, I'll just say I'm making it day by day. You just want to make it once through that day, the next day, and just hope you get through the next. And, yes, keep yourself busy because, well, well, I think it really depends on the person. You can be, it's whatever their mind goes or think, go to left, right. You really just have to keep your mind set in the right mind that stay positive and everything's going to get better. Yeah, I guess because, like, for me, I like to read, but I like to ride my bike. It just depends on what your uh, your your likes and dislikes are, what you appreciate doing. Different yeah. things work for different I, people. I agree yeah. with you yeah. with the bike situation because when this pandemic first started, um, we started riding bikes in the neighborhood. And at first, well, I didn't have time to ride no bike. I was doing school all the time and going to work, so... When everything shut down, I mean, going outside was the opportunity to go outside, get a little exercise, and do something different, even with your family. So, yeah, and it's all from a mental health standpoint. It's it's we have what works for you to help ease any 
pain or frustration that you're going through and triggers as well. And everything affects people differently. Um, I myself have struggled in the past with both depression and anxiety. So uh, to the point where I was taking medication for depression and anxiety and different things, like I said, are, are different triggers. Mine was, I felt the, everything was the weight of the world on me. Uh, for 2020, I've come a long way. I, I worked my way out of the medications. I worked my way back into a positive mental health state as best I can and can live each day as it comes. But uh, there are still definitely triggers that will trigger my anxiety. But for um, 2020 as a whole, yeah, it's a burden. It's feeling like everybody, everybody feels like they're shouldering, shouldering that burden. And uh, it's getting through each day. Yeah, day, day by, by day. day. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about social media? And what I mean is, you know, you talk about the struggles and then when we deal with social media and, and, and just other media in general and being bombarded every day with politics and uh, pollution and social justice and, you know, all these other topics that, you know, really pit people against each other. Uh, it seems like we can't have civil conversations sometimes. Right. You know, for me, the healthiest thing I did was I unfollowed, I unfriended a ton of people on Facebook. I, I decided I don't spend nearly the amount of time on Facebook that I used to. Uh, there's, there's so much just negative comments. And for every funny video clip or cute video clip, there's a thousand negative comments. There's a thousand negative posts. And I, I decided, all right, it's my Facebook page. I just got to treat it like... I'm at work or at the gym or at a club. I'm not going to hang around with the people that I don't want to, you know, that I'm not having a good time with. So I, that's that's where I came from just with Facebook. I definitely agree with you on that part. You have to surround yourself by positive people to so that, like, if you have that feed on you and that vibe, you're going to get that positive energy and that that oomph so you can just stay on the right path and the right track. Because, like, I know Deborah here, with me and her motivation and everything, um, she even motivate motivate me more um, to do, like, I, I already have my mind set on being successful and determined, but meeting her and just getting to know her, um, she made me, like, really open my mind up that you can really do this. Don't let anything affect your drive because, even if you have other um, issues over here, you're, you're going to be successful. Don't let that tear you down. You're going to be who you are and do what's best for you. And honestly, with the social media, I feel like, well, me personally, I know I'm young or whatever, but um, I don't got no Instagram. I got a Snapchat now, and, um, well, I just get on a filter, you know, but um, I don't really care about no Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, I should get one maybe down my when I get a little bit older, I guess. But right now, I don't feel like I need the time to actually go on social media and be like, because I know, I know once you get on that social media, you up there and you're just looking and scrolling and be like, oh, Lord, look what I see here. <laughs> and and I know me, I'll be like, oh, 
Oh, look what she got on. What's she doing? I ain't see how she doing in a minute. And I know me personally, I'm not going to really care about what people like my picture or not. Because most people I meet, they be like, you really don't have an Instagram or you don't have that? And I'm like, no, because, like, I don't feel I need to put my energy on this. Like, my energy needs to go to bigger and better places, and that Instagram is not for me right now. If you want to tell me I look good, then tell me right here. Because I don't need that. (laughs) I can tell myself every day, I look beautiful, you look great. I don't need no hundred likes to tell me, okay. Yeah. I do think people put, they put too much weight on the feedback that they get from from social media. I think it is important to occasionally detach from social media. I know me, myself, personally, um, I would not have any social media at all except for I had to register for something once and you had to have a Facebook account. So that's the only reason why I have a Facebook. Um, thank you for the kind words, Ayanna. And I want to say that that works both ways because seeing you as young as you are, work as hard as you do, that inspires me. So that works both ways. Um I just wanted to say that, um, yeah, as far as mental health, though, um, I think that it's important to surround yourself with people that are going to uplift you and inspire you. And I think, like you were saying, Jim, it's important to also purge the people that are not uh, someone who will do that for you. Absolutely. Support is so important, especially in this day and age, especially with all the challenges we're all facing today. Support is so important and positive support. And I got to what you were saying, you know, you can get one bad comment on social media and some people may take that to heart and it might take, you know, 50 positive, you know, to pull somebody out. And so that's that's another way I think that social media can really affect uh, someone. Uh, We've all heard in the news, can't remember the name of the case. uh, um, It was a big court case and and then someone was, there was a, a young lady who was being bullied Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was on Facebook, and she ended up committing suicide. And her, her entire school, it was, a, it was a big, you know, how to do. And, you know, I only mention it to saying that people are affected diff- differently by different things. And we just need to be, I guess, considerate and just good to each other, nice to right. each other. While they're here, don't wait until after something exactly. like a suicide occurs. To be like, oh, I should have, would have, could have. Treat people with respect and decency now. I agree. And I just think sometimes people try to bring others down to make mm-hmm. themselves feel good. Yes. And oh, that's, absolutely. That, and that's just nasty haters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's such a 21st century thing. That's, that's one of those where, you know, since we're generations X, Y, and Z, with Z, I mean, that's all you've done. That's not a, that's not something that came into your life late that, it was, you know, that's something that has been a part of your life, like television, mm-hmm. you know, uh, social media. And as soon as you're old enough and folks let you do that, and, you know, it's like you're there. And then, Dev, I imagine you probably remember just a little bit of crossover time. Yeah, I can remember before all this social media and, and everything was so big. And then uh, I'm like you looking at it. I've seen both sides of it. So now I think about the next generation and how they're going to grow up, not knowing what it was like without the pressure of social media. It's already tough enough growing up as it is, but now you have to deal with all these extra pressures. So, right. And then Michelle and I both grew up in a time where, yeah, there was no such thing as, I mean, there was no such thing as for the common folks, cell phones. We were, I mean, we only (laughs) hung out with the folks that we wanted to be with. So as, we went along, you know, we didn't have 
all that input from the negative people. The negative people we dealt with were usually at school, and then we, you know, got away from them as fast as we could after the bell rang. So, <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly, exactly it's, right. It's 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 keeping with your friends and finding your friends, and when you let those bullies constantly pick at you, you think that just reading the words on a on a post as a comment aren't going to affect you, but it does because we all need that gratification. We all need that confirmation, affirmation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where the mental health, for me personally, that's where it really starts to affect me as a person. It's not strangers, but it's the people that I thought I knew or the people that I thought I loved or thought loved me. Mm -hmm. Um, Turn on you. Yeah, exactly. When they, they won't see your point of view or they don't understand your point of view and it's okay to agree to disagree, but when it causes enough of a breakdown, you just got to cut those people loose for your own good. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely right. You yeah. know, one thing when it comes to mental health that I noticed from when I was a teenager, you know, years ago is the stigma attached with mental illness. Um, you know, well, we used to have a lot of names for a lot of different things I won't go into, you know, back in the 80s. Uh, but there was a real stigma attached to mental mental health and, and mental illness Um and I'm, that's one thing I can say. I'm very glad that, you know, through the years and through the generations that uh, people reaching out for help or at least societal-wise or culturally that we don't stigmatize people at least as poorly as we did at one time. So I think that's a positive aspect uh, as we move forward. I agree. I think that um, as far as my generation, I think you've seen a lot of the shift occur with millennials. Um I think Generation X possibly started it. Millennials kind of opened that window. And I think we made way for the Gen Zers to just climb through um, as far as being more accepting and understanding and destigmatizing mental health issues. I agree. And I think that uh, social media has helped that. So it's funny how we're talking yeah, about yeah, social yeah. media on the negative side, but we got to flip it on the positive well, side. I'm so much point. more informed Good about point. so many different things. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to mention how um, we should acknowledge that there are some positive aspects to social media. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, all of it. I mean, technology is a blessing and a curse yes. simultaneously. I mean, for yin and yang, as much, <laughs> as much time as I catch myself spending in front of a screen, uh, you know, there's been some very positive things. I mean, some of the things that helped me were, you know, meditation apps, things like that. Uh, finding information online that I wouldn't have been able to find unless I went to a library and sat and dug through periodicals. And then, you know, you weren't alone. Yeah. Right. Support right? groups. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. And it's, it's, we all have to, and that's the saddest part about it is we sort of have to navigate it on our own. And as we do find the people that we connect with, that definitely helps. When mm -hmm. it comes to social media, I think we need to be what I would call intelligent user users. And, yeah. and that is just be aware that there's a lot of good information out there, but you need to make sure your information is coming from good, reliable sources. And, and not, it's not just propaganda mm -hmm. or, you know, that famous term, fake news or... Uh, you know, those algorithms aren't just pushing your opinion to you to keep feeding you, to keep you engaged. That's a good point. I have never gotten, or I can't understand, maybe you guys can enlighten me on this, how people can only get their news from social media. I don't get it. 
You know what? <laughs> Social media is the programs and the way they're you know put together. They're to keep you engaged mm-hmm. and outraged. Mm. Okay, that's that's what it does. That's how it keeps you on it, right? That's how it keeps you coming back. That how it, how it keeps you clicking. And if it's feeding whatever you're clicking, it's like human nature. It, there's like a psychology, a true psychology around the, the marketing of social media, and it's deep. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, 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 and it can't even be scary if you, you know, get oh, sure. way deep into how you are being, mani- I'm not going to say you are being manipulated. We can be manipulated. Mm. We just need to be smart, intelligent users and know that when uh, I get five things telling me that the earth is flat, mm-hmm. it's because at some time in the past, you know, period of time, I clicked on this crazy article, the earth is flat, and now I'm getting fed. <laughs> The Earth is flat. Articles, and we know that the Earth isn't flat. I think it's it's probably what easier for people yeah, to just get their news from social media. Well, and, and that's that sort of goes back to the whole thing with blessing and a curse. You know, you and by cutting people out of your feed on social media, you're getting rid of people that are giving you a negative effect, but you run the risk of cutting out counterbalance of your of vo- of the voice and yeah, your opinion yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and so it's easy to just sit into an echo chamber where everything you start reading and hearing is only what you want to read and hear so mm-hmm. it's easier and easier it comes uh, just to think that you're right and because everything you're reading now reinforces what you already thought confirmation bias yeah, yeah absolutely there's I, there's all of that so it's 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 too easy to think that the world thinks this way because you read articles because you've cut out all the negative voices. Now, again, we don't have anybody to really tell us except ourselves. And when we do find those people that we trust, especially online, how hard is it to trust them? <laughs> because how sincere are they if we don't know them in person? Yes, I agree. I agree with everyone, actually. I really think it's whatever you choose to do. And personally, I feel like for my generation, um, most people get their information off the social media because half of the time their cell phone is in their hand all day. So nobody got time to be looking at the news all day. Or, well, what is 4 o'clock? Is it 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, or 12 o'clock? What time the news come on? Yeah. Well, well all times, of the yeah. above. They do come on all the above, yeah. Yeah, they times. do come on all of the above. So most of the time, if people busy or if they're doing their own thing, most of the time they will have their cell phone. If they're on Instagram or um, just scrolling down, they will have some some type of news coming on. Then they'll text somebody, oh, you hear about that? Okay. Yeah, I did that. So yep. convenience. That's yeah, I think it's more convenience gotcha. and instead of just standing in the or well, not standing, just looking at the TV screen, drinking some coffee or some eating some eggs. Um, you can scroll. You can get the notifications that pop mm-hmm. up, breaking news, and it's like, well, wait a minute, what what makes this breaking news? You know, what what makes yeah breaking news every twenty four hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week? They have breaking news, right? It, exactly, <laughs> and that doesn't help your mental health because everything then because everything is screaming for your attention. Everything is amplified. Mm-hmm. And when you're just getting hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered with everything, you just go, you can't take it. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't process it all. I think it's quite interesting that our discussion on mental health has really 
uh, encompassed social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what most of our conversation has been about, and it, it's about how the outside world, right, social media and the outside world is affecting the users. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And that's a big part of it because that's how so many of us communicate and get our news, like we were just talking about. When it comes to your own mental health, though, let's, uh, you know, if you step aside from social media and uh, 24-hour news cycles best you can and, and thinking – Think of think of the other way. Instead of the outside pressures and release, how do you focus on yourself right now? You know, I'm not saying anybody is uh, to help keep your mental health in a you know on in the positive side of the of the ledger. What do you do for yourself? I mean, I know you can ride bikes. We talk mm-hmm. about that. Going for walks, you can talk about that. Yeah, there's nature, still, big time. There's nature. still more to it. We talk about disconnecting. Yeah, but. uh you know, it's not, you're still going to feel stresses and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, be, you know, when you cut yourself off from social media and the news, you're still going to be stressed. Yes. So how do you deal with that? What do you do, you know, when you're, when you're bouncing around inside your own head? Uh, I find that I have to critically think about what it is that's stressing me. For example, I was stressing about, about some midterms and I thought to myself, you're about to graduate you, your GPA is where you want it. It ain't perfect, but it's almost there. (laughs) And, uh, why are you stressing? It's just a midterm. So evaluating my stressors and just, and, and prioritizing, um, being expressing gratitude, thinking about the things that I have in life that I'm really grateful for. Uh, and like we talked about before, detaching, it's important for me to be alone, have time alone, meditate, do whatever it is that I need to do, whether it be watching TV, um, playing a, a video game, anything that I need to do to help me relieve stress. That's what I find helpful. I'm with you. I, I, I've already mentioned the nature. I get in nature. And on the weekends, you know, when I'm not at work or don't need to be on my phone or I don't need to be online as much. And so these, you know, I'm not getting these alerts and emails and so forth and so on. Uh, on the weekend, I try to back away from social media a bit. You know, I turn off the, the computer. I turn off the notifications and just give myself that downtime, you know, to recharge. And I totally agree. Uh, it, a lot of it is about attitude. I, I can feel bad every day about what I don't have. I can feel bad every day about what I haven't accomplished or any failures I may have had. But I am so lucky and so blessed. I have to try to. God, this sounds so cliche and corny. You know, everyone says the same thing. But honestly, for my attitude, I do have to focus on the positive. And that helps me immensely. It's just a reminder. I think it's something we all know. We just have to remind ourselves of that. Yeah. Yes, I definitely agree. Just stay positive and stay focused. Or, like like you said, get some downtime. Well, for me, honestly, I don't be having no downtime. But I'll take a five-minute break or something just to de-stress or well honestly what's weird to say but well I don't really let stuff stress me out I think I got to a point in my life that I can't let stuff stress me because it will I know it will tear you down and I feel like most of the time for me um de-stressing will be to vent to somebody that you can trust and talk to that's one of the beauties of youth get it out on the table just like 
just throw it out there, and then you might feel a little better after, maybe, or I don't know. It depends on the person. And also, for me, um, I feel like like I have a some type, I have a connection with God, and I do give him, I, honestly, I'd be like, God, please take this mess from me. Just take it, please. I don't need this this overwhelming feeling over me. Mm-hmm. I just need you to take it from me and just help me each and every step of the day because it's just so much stuff that's on my on me myself and I just be like I know God, you know, you proud. I hope you're proud of me, but just please help me stay in a positive mindset and help me to be able to achieve my goals and everything. Don't let the stuff around me affect who I am as a person. Just please like take it from me and just keep it and whatever you do with it you do but i'm a, i'm not going to be stressing myself out i'm gonna be all right that's right sometimes you're absolutely right sometimes you have to turn to like spirit spirituality and or religion just to help mm-hmm. you get through things good point yeah your higher power your higher power can allow you to let go of that control you're trying mm-hmm. to have over everything that's going on in your life and trying to keep that control that's just overwhelming. And we all, you know, we all need to be able to say, and I'm not going to use the word, but F it. I mean, that, that there, is oh, a, yeah. there is a true philosophy of philosophical, you know, following that that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, their uh, dogma. F it. Yeah, yeah that feels, it feels good sometimes. Right. Just yeah, to exactly. Like, look, it yeah. is what it is, yeah. man. It is what it F is. It. But, you know, sometimes it's a long road to get there. To get just to just to say that, you know, you have to go through, you know, you have to hit those bumps until you finally go to the point where you you say I've had enough. And yeah. And then for those, your higher power, whatever your higher power is, whether it's religious, spiritual, universal, uh, uh, cosmic or uh, even scientific, you know, some I mean, I know people that can get lost in the thoughts of you know, expansions of the universe just on a, you know, physics level and a physical level. And that, that brings them their peace of mind, just thinking about, you know, topics bigger than themselves, but it's, that's their higher power. Um, so for, do any of us, I mean, do any of y'all feel that you have, I don't want to say issues cause that almost sounds stigmatizing. I again, have issues, but, um, <laughs> But I mean, you know, we all have stresses and then there are truly there are mental health issues. Uh, Like I acknowledge, I suffered from clinical depression. I suffer from anxiety. I'll still have anxiety attacks every once in a while. When I do, I recognize it straight off the bat and I know how to cope with it. Do you feel that you're talking from a place of experience? You don't have to get into any detail if you don't want to, but... You know, if you feel like, hey, yeah, I do feel like it's more than just stress that I deal with. I feel like I have to keep myself on health, on a healthy level. I have a real good example, uh, and I won't go into a lot of detail. And, uh, you know, I'm not uh, completely crazy, although most people say I'm a little bit crazy. And I, you know... I, I uh, embrace my crazy all the it's way. It's okay. I, I we like, love you, Sean. Like we love I you. I like the craziness. So, right, right. You know, I'm I like crazy being an individual, too. right? Right. But uh, I, uh, I had a little bit of a health scare, and uh, it, it did involve cardiac, my, my heart. And so it took me into a cardiologist and then and some other specialists. So long story short, 
uh, I've kind of changed my life in a lot of ways. I've changed my diet. I've changed my exercise. I've been trying to change my stress levels. And what I found out was I went through this nine-week program, and part of that is love and support, uh, mental health, you know, stressors, et cetera. And and through some therapy, I found out that – I shouldn't say found out – I have uh, some past trauma that's stuck in my, I don't know what they, what they call it, it's stuck in my central nervous system. It sounds crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, when you do go through traumas in, in your childhood or young, well, even if you're in a bad car crash, just depending on what happens, any kind of trauma can get stuck in your, I can't remember the word, but it's in your central nervous system. So what happens is your body finds itself in this constant state of fight or flight. It's very similar to what soldiers go through when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they are in uh, combat situations or, or uh, when their life is in danger. When your body stays in this heightened state of fight or flight, it causes all these chemicals to be released in your body. It causes uh, your central nervous system to not work as well. Uh, it, it, it just, it does a whole, you know, bunch of stuff. And, uh, so just interesting for me, I, I consider myself a survivor. And, you know, I want to go into detail about a bunch of different stuff that happened in my childhood, in my life. We all have our story. But, you know, I thought I was fine. Do you know what I mean? I survived. <laughs> I made it through. You know, I'm still here. But, you know, come to find out that so many of these health issues and other things I were going through are just like rollovers, leftovers from this trauma that's like trapped in my body. And, and so it was, just, it was just, you know, crazy eye-opening me to think that, you know, something that happened God, 30 years ago is still causing me issues now. And it's, it's not something I'm consciously aware of. But anyway, uh, what was my point of saying that? Uh, I have unexpectedly found that I have, you know, mental health issues that I need to deal with. And I am actually undergoing... Um, a little bit of therapy, but what I wanted to get to is something that has helped me, and I think it, you mentioned it already, meditation, meditation, time to get out of your, you just need some time to get out of your head. And I I hope and wish that everyone, you know, could take some time to get out of their own head and relax and uh, just reflect and love yourself. Yep. Do, do some self-love. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I um, also have had my own experience with experience with uh, a mental health issue. After my son was born in 2011, I went through um, horrible postpartum depression, just the worst. Um, I was away from my family. My husband's military, so I was away from my family. Um, and I think that that was hard. Um, so when I had the opportunity to get back around my family, that's their support got me through it. So I just wanted to say, you know, it took for me to go through that before I really gained an appreciation for others and their struggle with mental health. So that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I see y'all have some interesting stories. Um, Well, I I have seen people with um, depression issues and stuff and see how it can affect their life. And I understand what you're coming from with that um, postpartum depression stuff because my mom got um, five kids. So, um, yeah, I know what you go through. And uh, 
I'd be like, oh, Lord, she crazy. <laughs> um, is she all right? Because I remember this one time, like, I don't know what was going on with her, but she was really upset about a soda. And she came on the door, banging on the door about a soda. And I'm like, is this lady okay? She wants a Pepsi. I understand. <laughs> like, it, it, it's really just a like a mind thing and how the body copes with it. And, like, what you – I feel like certain people um, use certain things to get through the process, like, when they get on, like, drugs or – different things and how they cope. I think everybody have a different type of coping to yeah, the exactly. aspect. Yeah, we all use different distractions mm-hmm. to yeah. get us through the hard times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to smoke. That was, that was one of my coping mechanisms. Uh, my escape was always movies. I could watch mm-hmm. a movie. I watch the same movie three times in a row sometimes, <laughs> you know, just because if it's a movie that I really enjoy, uh, but yeah, meditation is what actually helped me get over the hump with anxiety, and uh, it's hard to sometimes it's hard to cope when you can't when you don't have anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but being good to yourself, taking your time out, taking your break, yes, putting down your screens, finding your people. That's your thing, finding your people. And finding what works for you in general, because there may be something that works for other people, a a healthy outlet that works for them that we might not even be thinking of right now. Mm -hmm. So whatever works for you. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Everybody really opened up with everything today. Uh, This was our mental health edition. Generation XYZ. We appreciate y'all. I appreciate you three for Thanks, listening Jim. to me Thank ramble. you for having Thank us, Jim. Jim. All right, here we go. I live in the future now. My house makes me breakfast, but I don't know how. I live in a future town. But the same old local politics are getting me down. Everything's nice and clean and stainless. In school they teach the kids that adolescence is painless. There's a drug for every symptom, too, if you're nice. And we're so diverse, we're all alike as laboratory mice. I live in the future now, the future now. I'm married.